Hello, everyone. Amelia Taylor Hochberg here, Arcanex Managing Editor. The interview you're about to hear was recorded live as part of Arcanex's podcasting event series, Next Up, held at Los Angeles's Architecture and Design Museum on October 29th. We've hosted Next Ups before at Giant Jai Gallery in Los Angeles and at the inaugural Chicago Architecture Biennial. This time around, we're focusing on the LA River and the constellation of issues surrounding its redevelopment. With so much controversy and history surrounding the river, we wanted to do justice to its complexity, so we gathered a vast range of professionals, from artists and architects to planners and journalists, to share their perspective. We hope you enjoy this interview from Next Up, the LA River. So I'm Nicholas Curdy. I'm a writer for Arconnect. I'm interviewing right now Marissa Christensen. She's the Senior Policy Director of FOLAR, Friends of the LA River, a nonprofit founded in 1986 dedicated to protecting and restoring the river. So FOLAR, as has already been brought up several times, it has a massive role in the revitalization of the river. Can you give a bit of history uh, to what FOLAR does for people who are unaware? Yeah, sure. So FOLAR was founded in 1986. So we are celebrating our 30th anniversary this year. And we were founded by Lewis McAdams, who, as the story goes, got drunk one night and cut a hole in the the chain link fence surrounding the river and declared it open for the people. And that really has been our role for the last 30 years, is bringing awareness and attention to this public resource that has massive potential and connecting the community to it. So... How involved is Folar in the current revitalization plans and it's and with Gary? Sure. So current revitalization plans, you know, we were really heavily involved in the Arbor study, which was the study with the city of LA and the Army Corps of Engineers that looked at uh, the revitalization of an 11-mile stretch within the river, um, kind of focused around what we know as uh, the, the Glendale Narrows. Um, and, and that's sort of the area that um, is the most lush and green area where people go kayaking and stuff like that. So it has great potential for ecological restoration, which was the focus of this study. So we were really, you know, obviously very uh, positively, heavily Uh, advocating for that effort. At one point in 2012, the study had a a bit of a a budget shortfall of about a million dollars since we raised money to um, actually supplement the budget and make sure it got done. And then when the time came to actually pass the study and and approve it so that it could become a reality one day, um, we mobilized all of our supporters in our community to have their voices be heard and let the city and the Army Corps know that this was a very important and uh, beloved plan. And so we are continuing that kind of role in both the city's revitalization efforts. Uh, and of course, the county has just announced that they're going to be doing an update to their river master plan. And we, and we plan to be uh, involved in that, at least from sort of a steering committee point of view. And as far as, as Geary's plans for the river, we're a bit peripheral to that. Certainly very interested to see what he comes up with. And, you know, having a personality like him, you know, of such notoriety involved in the river, I think has been uh, really great in how it's elevated the river to more of a household name. You know, it's, it's in the L.A. zeitgeist at this point. So in that way, I think he's, he's helped the cause a lot. So the media narrative of like a conflict between the grassroots movement and Gary is a little fabricated? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how fabricated or unfabricated it is. I will say that I think a lot of that quote-unquote conflict comes from fear, right? And, and people fear what they don't know or don't understand. And so I think since 
there's a, a planning process that's happening and that people don't know exactly what the outcome of it is going to be yet, that engenders fear. So I'm sure a lot of that will be solved when sort of plans are finally revealed and then the discussion can kind of be out in the open. So yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> so education is a huge aspect of what Fuller does. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about some of your educational programs and the work you do with local schools? Yeah, absolutely. So education is a huge aspect. Uh, so we have a few different things going on. Um, we have an in-school curriculum where we do work with schools and then sort of do some teaching in the class about the river and aquatic life. Uh, and then bring field trips of school-age children, you know, elementary school up through high school, to the river to actually get them to interact and, you know, dissect macroinvertebrates and then all of that stuff. Uh, we also have a number of tours that we do on a, a regular basis, sort of for the general public. And a lot of that launches from uh, the Frog Spot, which is located right on the river in Elysian Valley. Steve Appleton is here and on the, the panel later, and he's the owner of that location. And we have a citizen science program as well, which is just launched. It's a partnership we have with the uh, LA Waterkeeper, where we are, it's called RAFT, the Regional um, Assessment Fieldwork Team. Uh, And it's basically a, a training for anybody who wants to get involved to learn how to collect and sample water from the river for water quality. And that's meant not only to engage and inform the public, but also to hopefully supplement some of the water quality data that that's out there because it's it's few and far between that those studies happen. In broad strokes, what would you say Folar wants the river to become and wants their involvement to be? So I think in the broadest stroke, we want the river to be a river for the people, Um, one that is beautiful and clean and accessible for absolutely everybody, one that is swimmable, you know, bikeable, boatable, fishable, a real river, a natural public resource. And so in terms of our involvement going forward, we absolutely have every intention of not only, you know, lending kind of our our vision and expertise to various planning efforts, but hopefully helping to guide planning efforts and projects and, and development opportunities to make sure that all of them take in to account public interest as, as the primacy. So really public access and ecology are, are just our two pillars and have always been and will continue to be. So Fuller has been working towards this for such a long time. What were the obstacles that, like the biggest obstacles that you guys came across? So I think the biggest obstacle at first was just sort of the the cultural awareness of the river. You know, even for me, before I started working with, with uh, Folar, you know, when people said the LA River, you thought, you know, Oh, that drainage ditch, you know, <laughs> that that thing encased in concrete, that's a river. Uh, and so I think the, the biggest, heaviest lift has been to inform people that there's a river and not just inform them, but to get them excited about the river and to make them feel connected enough to the river that they themselves feel a responsibility towards it or for it. And so that that spans all sorts of different aspects of our community, right? It's the community members themselves that live along the river. It's the community in this region who may not feel connected at all to the river. It's, you know, the government agencies that are responsible for the river and that ultimately can decide sort of its direction and how it's shaped. And it's, you know, funding sources, you know, kind of really 
making a strong enough case for this river as a, a crucial asset to this region that people not only give it their energy and their best thought process, but, but the funding that it needs to be successful. Do you worry that after revitalization, there is a possibility that there would be a gentrification effect in the areas that line the river? Because the river is a massive thing and it it goes through a lot of different communities with different backgrounds. Is that something, and you guys talking so much about public access, is that something that you're considering right now and thinking about? So, I mean, gentrification is a big, scary word and it's, it's really loaded, right? And the fact of the matter is it's, it's sort of this this sweeping effect, you know. We we all of us in this room are in a way gentrifiers, right? You build a park, and and that's part of gentrification. Or you know you open an art gallery, and that's part of gentrification. So certainly there's a fear in the community that it's going to have this massive gentrifying effect. And certainly redeveloping a resource like this will have the impact of property value impact, uh, bringing new interests and and sort of new demography to an area. So it's 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 a possibility. And our role as an organization in that is to continue to ensure that that this is a resource that is available and accessible to everybody, not just potentially people with with the money for it. Are you from LA originally? No, I grew up in San Diego. Okay, so what was your first interaction with the river? How did you come to work with Folar? I think my first interaction with the river is probably similar to everybody else's, like via the movies. You know, I remember watching Terminator 2 when I was a kid and seeing the big truck chase down the the middle of the river. But I think on a sort of more connected personal level, my first interaction was taking the train into L.A. You know, you come across the river at one point and not really thinking anything of it. You know, truly, because it, it doesn't look like a river in those stretches anyways. So I came to work with Folar because uh, I'm an urban planner by trade. I went to, to USC um, for graduate school. And I, I love policy and advocacy. And it's, it's what I've done all across this region. And it's what sort of feeds me. And so for an urban planning advocate, what more interesting, sexy, dramatic issue is there than than the river right now. So it's it's a huge honor and completely exhilarating and totally exhausting. I'm sure it's going to take many years off my life to be involved uh, with this cause and specifically with an organization like Fuller. Well, thanks for talking. Thank you.